Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 9.30 in 716. It's Groundhog Day. Michael Caputo goes to Capitol Hill Again. And I would include those like Roger Stone and Carter Page and Michael Caputo and Wilbur Ross. What's mind boggling to me is that one committee on the other side of the Capitol, no less, uh, will not uh, share the sworn testimony uh, transcribed uh, with the, uh, a committee across the aisle or across the, the Capitol in the Senate. I'm Tim Wenger on the podcast, powered by the Brothers of Mercy, a five-star rated skilled nursing residence offering affordable living in a country setting. East Aurora native, GOP political strategist, and, of course, WBEN contributor Michael Caputo, who worked on President Trump's presidential campaign in 2015 and 16, will testify in front of the Senate Intelligence Committee in Washington. This marks the second time that Caputo traveled to Washington to speak about his involvement in the Trump campaign and whether there was any sort of collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. Caputo said the House Intelligence Committee also questioned him about his two decades spent living in Russia. Last time, his nemesis was Representative Jackie Spire. I, I think of a, a spider web with a tarantula in the middle. And the tarantula, in my view, is Vladimir Putin, who is entrapping many people to do his bidding and to engage with him. And I would include those like Roger Stone and Carter Page and Michael Caputo and Wilbur Ross. This time it's the Senate side, but staff only, no senators. It's Groundhog Day. Um, I get to say the exact same thing. A frustrated Caputo on WBEN with Susan Rose and Brian Mazurowski. Answer the exact same questions that I answered in July of 2017. Only I get the pleasure of doing it again, this time in the United, at the United States Senate Committee on Intelligence. And I get the pleasure of paying twice as much legal fees. Did you have an option to not go? Uh, I'm just trying to think of why you would have to go and do again when you're expecting the questions to be exactly the same. Uh, I told the Senate committee through my attorney, Dennis Vaco, uh, that there was nothing for them to, uh, to ask that the House couldn't have asked. And I, I begged the House of Representatives to give them my transcript so that they could avoid costing me a, a double the, uh, the legal fees. Uh, but they didn't ask for the transcript. The House didn't give it to them. And they have questions that they believe they need the answers to. I'm not really fond of this. I, I, I don't really want to do this. But if they want me there as an American citizen, I feel compelled to go. Michael, do they ever share information, the House and Senate committees? Uh, they don't even share elevators. Uh, they share nothing. Uh, there's a, a rivalry between the House and Senate that goes back to our founding fathers. And for some reason, it just com- it, 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 it trickles all the way down to average citizens who have to do double and triple the work 
in order to impart the information that the Congress wants to know. And the interesting thing is also, Susan, here I'm, I'm speaking with Senate committee staffers today who will determine whether or not it, uh, the senators need to hear the exact same things from me a second time. And that's also happening on a second uh, Senate committee, the Senate Committee on Judiciary, where the staff is asking to interview me to see if I get the pleasure of paying double legal fees, coming back again, and telling their senators the same thing, which is nothing. Is this long, drawn-out process par for the course in Washington, or do you think they're being excessive, uh, especially toward you? I, I think they're excessive. I think the, the Russian investigations themselves are excessive. I believe that, the, you know, nobody has, has proven any uh, evidence of collusion between the Trump campaign, where I was working, and the Russian government. Uh, some people tell me that they're just trying to, to check a box so that nobody can tell them that they never spoke to Mike Caputo, and Mike Caputo has all the facts that you needed to know. The problem is, every single time I go to Washington for these guys, it costs me $25,000. So I'm facing what looks like it could be three, four, and if the Mueller uh, investigation calls me up, even more uh, sit-downs with the federal government. Michael, what do you think you are to these committees? Are you... A central, peripheral person, a distraction, perhaps? What are you? Um, uh, my attorneys have been uh, notified that I am a witness in these proceedings, not a subject and not a target. A, a witness is somebody who might have seen something that's important. A tar- I'm sorry, a, a subject is someone who definitely has evidence that might lead to the conviction or at least uh, uh, some kind of a, a discussion about a target. And a target, of course, is someone who they, they're attempting to indict. I'm the lowest person on the food chain here, but that doesn't make my legal fees any less expensive. My family is facing about $125,000 in legal fees, and if I have to go before the grand jury or anything like that, it's going to be exponentially more. This is more than I make in a year. This is more than most Americans make in two years, and yet I get to pay it off. How would you characterize the importance of what the House did with you before, what the Senate is doing with you today, and the investigation being carried on by Robert Mueller? Well, the difference between the two is that one, uh, you know, the, the, the congressional investigations are purely politics. There's some place where I'll be able to make a political point in my answers. But the Mueller investigation is a criminal investigation. It's one where they're trying to indict people. Uh, and if I get called as a witness in that investigation, it's something that you take a lot more, I don't want to say seriously because these congressional things are serious, but you, you look at it very legally and very much uh, as if it were a tri- you know, you know, preparing for a trial. And uh, I, in addition to that, here's the thing that's the same in all of them. They're all fishing expeditions when it comes to me because I know nothing. They've been told I know nothing. The House is, has it on, on, on record under oath that I, that I know nothing. And yet each of them wants to put their fishing line in the water. Even though nobody's caught any fish, somebody thinks they still can. Caputo's legal fees are mounting tens of thousands of dollars and counting. And again, his trusted attorney will be by his side. Well, it's the uh, other side of the the Capitol. We go from a House committee today or uh, in July, to a Senate committee today. Attorney Dennis Vaca with Susan and Brian. Uh, the other thing that I think is different is uh, we won't have uh, Congressman Adam Schiff, who was uh, front and center 
in the questioning of uh, Caputo back in July, um, and you know, no no stranger to uh, media on this investigation, we won't have him in the uh, the room either. So I think there are some uh, fundamental differences. Uh, uh, this this hearing today or this uh, uh, interview today will be managed by staff by bipartisan staff. I've had lengthy discussions with counsel uh, uh, for this committee, and uh, you know I'm I'm pretty confident that you know the staff the bipartisan staff is going through a very methodical approach here. But at the end of the day, uh, the, the substance of this is not at all different. Uh, the same questions will be asked, the same answers will be given. Uh, because that's what happens when you're telling the truth. Um, uh, frankly, I'm disappointed because for for weeks, if not months, I tried to get the House committee to turn over the transcript of Caputo's testimony before the House committee back in July. What's mind-boggling to me is that one committee on the other side of the Capitol, no less, uh, will not uh, share the sworn testimony uh, transcribed uh, with the, a, a committee across the aisle or across the, the Capitol in the Senate. Uh, so it is, you know, it is Groundhog Day. If Michael's calling it Groundhog Day, in many respects it is. You know, Dennis, it does seem just incredible that they don't share. But Michael told us he's, he's not a subject, he's not a target, he's considered a witness. What exactly does that mean? Well, th- those are uh, three categories of uh, 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 three categories that are typically used in federal law enforcement, not so much in the context of these these hearings, uh, because the, these hearings can't result in anybody being charged. Uh, what these hearings could result in is potential legislation or recommendations or maybe a referral for somebody to be charged. But what Michael is talking about is is uh, uh, more commonly seen in the context of federal prosecution. So, you know, a person who the target is a person who the government believes is the perpetrator of a crime. The per- person who is a witness is who the government believes only has information about the commission of a crime. And the person who's a subject, uh, the government is aware that that person might have information about the commission of the crime, but is not certain as to that individual's involvement in the commission of the crime. I could say unequivocally that Michael Caputo is a witness, uh, but he's, he's a witness to a non-crime. I mean, so far... I mean, I, I've spent hours upon hours listening to, to, to Michael in preparation, uh, uh, four and a half hours in front of the committee. Uh, Caputo has no information about any crime. And, and quite frankly, I think uh, since last July, uh, the so-called collusion investigation has not advanced, you know, one bit towards uh, anybody being charged for purported collusion. Can you... Tell us a little bit about those efforts to try and get the transcripts from the House testimony over to the Senate and where that roadblock may have been. Well, it's in their rules. I mean, they make it uh, they make it very complicated. I mean, each of these committees is it, it treats themselves as though they're all, their own sovereign fiefdom uh, by virtue of the House committee rules. They can't share publicly. Now, I find that kind of ironic because. Uh, after Caputo testified last year, uh, uh, Representative Jackie, Jackie Spear uh, came out and assailed him, attacked him, without uh, acknowledging that she had not been in the in the room and had, and had not read the transcript. So even under those circumstances, I demanded at that point in time to set the record straight that the House Committee released the transcript so the, the public would know what Caputo was asked and what he, what he answered. Uh, but they won't do so. And, and more recently, since January, I've been trying to get them to release it to the Senate Intelligence Committee to, to avoid Caputo having to go to Washington again 
and sit there and, and, and answer the same or similar questions again, but they refuse to do so. The, the transcript is, is not public, and it's not even public within the Capitol, and that's the, what's mind-boggling to me. Dennis, do you have, have any idea how long Michael will be before this panel today? Well, the, uh, the, the uh, interrogation, uh, the, the interview, if you will, was a little bit of an interrogation when uh, uh, Congressman Schiff began his questioning. Um, um, that was four and a half hours. But there were a lot more theatrics uh, when we met with the House because he had four congressmen, four or five congressmen in the room. He had uh, a, a room full of staff on both sides of the aisle. Uh, congressman Schiff did most of the questioning. There was a, a, a period of time where there was a lot of dialogue um, uh, uh, back and forth between uh, both sides of the aisle between the ranking member and, and um, Congressman Schiff. Um, so I, I anticipate that this will be a lot um, uh, uh, less uh, uh, lengthy because there's no members, there will be no senators in the room. And the histrionics, the political histrionics, I think will be absent from, from this, this interview. Okay, so no recognizable names on this panel. It's just, as you said before, staff, right? It's a, it's It's been... Uh, I've been assured that it's just bipartisan staff, uh, so that lowers the temperature right there. There's no members, there's no senators that are going to participate in this Q&A, unlike what happened last July, where, as I mentioned a few moments ago, uh, there were four or five members from both sides of the aisle in the room, and they all had a chance to ask their questions. And, of course, uh, I mean, what what happened in July got redundant after uh, the uh, all the congressmen asked their questions, then Democratic staff began asking uh, questions that were already asked and answered uh, when the congressmen were asking questions. So I objected at that point in time because the, the, the hearing had become redundant. I don't anticipate that to happen today. Michael has spoken a lot about his uh, mounting legal fees when it comes to the Russia investigation, his involvement, his testimony. Uh, what else is involved uh, in representing Michael besides uh, being with him while the testimony is going on? Well, he's, he's entitled to a lawyer, but unfortunately, um, the, uh, he's not entitled to have his legal fees paid. He's barely entitled to have his, his expenses paid. Um, I, 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 the trip in July, there was actually uh, no consideration of compensation for his flight, for his uh, hotel accommodations, for you know the time that he spent in Washington. Um, you know, I'm still discussing the potential for uh, his uh, his flights to be reimbursed uh, for uh, for this appearance here today. Uh, but look at at the end of the day, he's entitled to to, to representation, uh, even people who are. Um, who are not at all involved in any criminal activity are entitled to counsel. I tell clients that uh, my government investigation practice Olympus Matthias, I tell them all the time, the Fifth Amendment of the, of the U.S. Constitution wasn't drafted for guilty people. The Fifth Amendment was drafted for innocent people. The Sixth Amendment right to counsel was also drafted for innocent people. So he's entitled to counsel. And uh, I'm, I'm honored that he's asked me to do to, to do so. I mean, we spent four and a half hours on Sunday, beautiful, gorgeous day, uh, when most of us in New York was out enjoying the weather. We spent four and a half hours on Sunday uh, prepping for his interview. So a lot of time goes into this, and he's got he's bearing the brunt of the expense and the the legal fees um, uh, of this matter. 
we're talking live with attorney Dennis Vaca, who's representing Michael Caputo. A lot of people on our text line, Dennis, are wondering about Michael's legal fees, which are starting to soar for him and wondering if, if you're charging him full freight or if you're giving him a break at all. Well, that's between Mike and I. Um, I know that he's, he's, he's out there trying to, to raise money. I have absolutely nothing to do with that. That's, that's, uh, uh, Michael's, uh, that's Michael's own initiative and some of his friends that are helping him do so. Uh, but I'm not going to get into the particulars of my representation, you know, the, the, the finances of my representation of Michael. We'll follow up on WBEN and WBEN.com on the testimony. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.